Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy and romance and all of the magical places they intersect. I'm here with my first cup of coffee, which is actually a lie, totally a lie. It's my second cup. <laughs> Today is Tuesday, October 20th, and um, boy, I just feel like I've had a morning already. I had a few things that I had to get done that were, um, oh, they just kept sliding down my list and I had to get them done, had to get them done because I was already late on past deadline on one. So I've discovered such a huge barrier for me as being ready to record something on a video. I can jump on a Zoom call with no makeup, but if I'm doing an official video recording, ugh, I just really want it to be good. And that means like having my hair and makeup done, which should not be the barrier that it is, but apparently it is. And also finding the right light in my office where it doesn't do weird glaring on the screen because I have those great big windows. So this is not the barrier that it should be, and yet, uh, for ridiculous reasons, it is. Um, yeah, I just don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. I should probably like start doing my hair and makeup every day just to sort of get over this hump. It's sort of like, um, I remember when I traveled for the day job all the time, and people would ask me if I was packed yet. And I'm like, no, I don't have to leave for the airport like for like another two hours. And there would be other people who would be getting ready to go for a trip. And they would, I remember this one woman told me she couldn't do anything for two days before because they were leaving on this trip on the third day. And she's like, I need those two days to pack. I was like, really? <laughs> okay. I think it really depends on if it's something that you do often. Uh, you know, like Leslie Penelope um, does the video along with her podcast. And some of that comes from because she was a, a video logger, a vlogger. Um, and I just, I don't know. I'm vain. It's vain. I'm vain and I have a double chin and it's really hard to video myself where I don't start obsessing about my double chin. Ah. <laughs> uh, Maybe this is why vanity is a sin, because it makes you miss your deadlines because you're freaking out about looking right on the video. So anyway, I had been sort of repeatedly missing my windows on this because I, I also just was feeling tired and I didn't want to look tired on the video because I'm vain. I mean, it's, it's an endless circle, you guys. So... I, um, I thought, okay, I'm going to do it this morning. And what I did was I showered last night, washed my hair so that my hair would be clean and dry. And then I curled it this morning, first thing. And I got up early. I got up at five and I did my exercising, lifted weights. And then I put my hair in curlers and we went for a walk. I went for our daily walk and then I came back and I 
put on my makeup and all of these things <laughs> I shouldn't have taken as much time as they did and then I I had to record a video for the tribute video we're doing to announce Sephora's newest grandmaster and I cannot tell you who it is because it's a big secret but it's exciting and I swear to God you guys it took me like 20 tries to record this video and I still don't think it's very good I look tense <laughs> I need to breathe more but at least it's done it's uploaded maybe they'll tell me to redo it I ended up using my Bose sound sport earbuds and I'm using those now because it was a lot better sound quality you'll have to let me know if you notice a better sound quality they wanted me to use my phone because it was probably the best camera and I knew when I did the zoom video recording for the nebula conference they said that that wasn't great quality so I tried this for better quality um, but it took me so many takes to get this right and then I had to record like a 20 minute reading for mile high con and I wanted to do these things together because my hair and makeup would be done <laughs> and also I have to deal with oh I mentioned it the light in my office so it's just like so many moving parts that it's just ridiculous but I decided that I would get these things done this morning so I could get them off of my list and I should have had plenty of time <clears throat> and I still ran out um, it's 11 after 9 now and I just texted Dorinda and said can we start at 9 30 because I'm behind I wanted to be able to record this for you guys and have another cup of coffee so you know it's time is just such a funny thing you know it's like how much you feel you have of it and how what you can cram into it and I I have a funny relationship with time I feel like five four hours should have been plenty to do all of that stuff and I was running ahead for so much of it because I thought well if I could just get to recording those videos by eight o'clock I'll be fine because like the one for the Sephora Grandmaster is 30 seconds you know it only had to be 30 seconds you guys I could have I don't know I've seen some of the other recordings and I don't know I think I feel like people are just able to pull this together with far less fuss and then you know like the 20 minute reading so I thought okay an hour an hour will be enough to do all of that reader an hour was not enough <laughs> uh, but it's done it's done and both things are sent and so I could take them off my list and hopefully I won't have to redo so so yeah it's kind of interesting having the the earbud microphones in because I can't hear the birds as well I guess I could take out one and it's probably the same for you guys yeah I could do that and I don't know if you'll get as much background which might be a good or bad thing so I got 3,000 words yesterday on uh, airs of magic one it, it took me a little over my three hours I, I did another 20 minutes to get those last 300 words but I was glad to get those 
And it was kind of funny because, you know, after Friday, I was feeling angsty about the book. I was just felt like it wasn't flowing well. It wasn't working. Uh, I wasn't getting the characters. It, it was just not feeling good to me. And I was really starting to second guess myself. And I thought, well, maybe I'm doing the wrong POV characters. Maybe I've chosen unwisely. And so yesterday I opened it with some trepidation and read what I'd written on Friday. You know what? And it was totally fine. It It's fine. <laughs> and I was talking to Dorinda about it and she was talking about how she does the exact same thing. And, you know, it's like we suffer these stabs of profound uncertainty. Um, you know, it, it be, it's almost existential. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like fancier than it is, but it does feel almost existential where we start to doubt everything. <laughs> you know, like, do we know anything about writing? What is art? Who am I? Uh, it's, it's a weird syndrome. Um, but as I have often cited, uh, that Neil Gaiman has said this, you know, that some days the writing feels great and some days the writing feels awful. And when you go back and look at it later, like when he goes back and looks at his own books later, he can't tell the days where it felt joyful and perfect and wonderful from the days when uh, it felt like a slog and he was having an existential crisis. So I think that bears revisiting. And I, I know I revisit topics on here a lot, but I think that that's okay too. One of the things I've discovered over time is just because I feel like I've said something before doesn't mean that um, people have heard it before. It, it comes back to that same thing of the difference in perception between our own perception and someone else's. And sometimes we hear things differently at different times in our lives. So this is why I am never a proponent of the, if you feel bored writing a scene, the reader will be bored reading it. Because conflating the writer's experience with the reader's experience is is really wrong-headed. They're just not the same thing at all. Uh, the speeds are different, the intention's different, the perspective is different. I think we've, as creators, have all had the experience of having someone see something in our work that we did not intend. Um, and it's not that we object to it necessarily, although that can happen too. But sometimes people will say, oh, well, you'll know you, you totally did this. And, and it's like, oh, well, maybe so. I remember an early review of The Mark of the Tala. Somebody said, oh, and the, the Tala are clearly analogous to the Fae. And I thought, huh, I had not done that on purpose. But it's actually not inaccurate uh, in a very Celtic sense. The, the Tala are a lot like the Fae. So that it's one of the great mysteries of being a creative, I think, is that a lot of the process of creation is drawing from something 
that is beyond ourselves that is not within our control uh, the, you know however you think about it you know like that there's a muse that inspiration comes to you from another place that people talk to from another realm that I don't know that the Tao flows through you whatever accessing their creativity feels like to you I think most of us feel like it is not something that we generate ourselves and I think that that's important to remember um, and it's it's a big piece of why the create the writing experience is not the same as the reading experience because readers bring their own connections to it also so it's sort of like I don't know I'm imagining you know sort of like this huge world this huge sphere that's feeding into the writer flowing into the writer and the writer takes it in and spins it and pushes it out there in the form of a story and then the reader picks up the story and they take in the story and then it feeds into this big sphere of, of other stuff and it maybe those two spheres overlap in some places and then don't in others but regardless even though the story is the intersection of those worlds and that understanding with the writer and the right and the reader being the lenses for that it is they, they have totally different experiences so that's all a very long-winded way of saying that I'm feeling better about what I wrote and what I'm writing <laughs> And different books feel good at different places and this one has felt like a slow start to me but some books are a slow start I got um, beta reading feedback on the long night of the crystal and moon from the lovely and insightful Emily Ma I think that she's uh, insightful because she says nice things about my work but she said loved this one it's a clinic in how to tell a whole story by showing and evocative telling over the course of one night, explaining the past, letting the reader extrapolate the future, etc. So that nice. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'm going to go in and grab some breakfast and then get ready to meet Dorinda at 9.30. I guess being half an hour behind isn't so bad. Um, I just wish I knew where the time had gone. <laughs> time and I, time and I are, have an uneasy relationship. I don't know if I've ever mentioned, I, when I was in college, I saw this psychic I went with a friend to a psychic fair and got this psychic reading which had a lot of very bizarre stuff in it so I totally take it with a grain of salt but this gal said to me that I'm a timekeeper and among many other things and I was not familiar with you know like any of the uh, psychic terms and that sort of thing 
but I thought that that was really weird that she said that I was a timekeeper and later commented to another friend about it and said, you know, I don't see how I could possibly be a timekeeper because I've always had an uneasy relationship with time. <laughs> really just not great at keeping track of time. And he said, well, so is your experience that time tends to contract or expand depending upon your attention and what you're doing? And I said, well, yeah, actually. And he said, so it would make sense that you are a keeper of time, <laughs> that you are maybe actually influencing time. And I was like, oh, I don't know. So if for some reason you guys ran out of time this morning, it's my fault. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe I just need to get better at being a timekeeper. All right. On that note, I am going to go get to work. I hope that you all have a wonderful day. First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find other podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Thursday. Take care. Bye-bye.